Welcome to our message for the second Sunday of Advent, December 10th, 2023. Our text for today comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 40, the first 11 verses. Comfort, O comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries out, In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, Cry out! And I said, What shall I cry? All people are grass. Their consistency is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, when the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of the Lord our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, Here is your God. See, the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him, and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. Let us pray. Lord, in a world that is torn by war and anger and violence and divisiveness, grant us peace, for you are our Prince of Peace. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Amen. Listen, God is about to speak. All heaven is listening. Angels stand ready to execute God's command. Curiosity swells, and cherubim and seraphim wonder at what God will say to this stubborn people. Judah has been bad. For 39 chapters in Isaiah, God has warned Judah about the coming destruction. God has promised hope if they would only change their ways, but Judah has been arrogant. They've trusted political treaties rather than God. They've ignored the needs of the poor while the rich got richer and the powerful got more powerful. Family farms were replaced with industrial operations. People were displaced losing the land that their families had held for years, losing their livelihoods. The wealth they were getting richer, but on the backs of the poor. God has been threatening destruction for 39 chapters, and Judah has not been listening. In chapter 39, King Hezekiah makes a fateful deal with the Babylonians against Isaiah's advice. The king trusts his political acumen more than he trusts God. Justice comes in a horrible way. At the end of 39, Isaiah prophesies that Judah will be taken away into captivity in Babylon. The wealth of which Hezekiah was so proud will be carried away by his enemies. At the end of chapter 39, Judah is in exile. Some number of years pass. 
But then at the beginning of chapter 40, God speaks. Surely Michael and heaven's war angels anticipate final judgment against God's disobedient children. So they listen for the command to attack. And God does speak. But God says, comfort. Comfort, O oh comfort, my people. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. It's not that the people don't deserve punishment. For centuries, God called the Israelites to live as people of peace. Shalom. That's the word they used for it. And it means far more than the absence of fighting or the absence of violence. Shalom. It means wholeness or completeness. The idea of shalom is expressed in over 2,000 Bible verses. Don't harvest the edge of your fields. Leave those for the poor. Don't gather what falls to the ground in your vineyards. Leave that too for the poor. Welcome the stranger and the immigrant. Because remember, you were strangers once too. Care for the widow and the orphan. Feed the hungry. Clothe the naked. Give drink to the thirsty. Visit the sick and the imprisoned. To work for shalom is to work for the restoration of creation as God intended it to be. That's the sense of shalom, that it, it's that we would have wellness, that everything about us would be good, that we would be well provided for, that we would live in good relationships with others, not just the absence of peace. And though the word shalom is not used in Isaiah 40, it is the promise of these verses. Comfort my people, give them shalom. God will be our shepherd, feeding us, gathering lambs into God's arms, gently leading the mother sheep. The, the peace that the Bible talks of is the peace of God being our good shepherd and holding us safely in God's arms. The Jews deserved worse. They didn't get what they deserved. They received better than they deserved. They received grace. And so do we. God is coming near this Christmas time, not because we made an appointment for December 25th. God is not just showing up because we circled that day on our calendar. God is not coming near because of our good behavior or accomplishments. We've surely done plenty of things for the kingdom, but that's not earned God's appearing. God is not coming near because we deserve God's attention. God doesn't owe us anything. God is bringing us shalom, completeness, holiness, because he loves us. Only because he loves us. God is bringing us peace because he loves us, even when we're at our very worst. Sometimes we feel as though we are in exile too. The source of our oppression may be as varied as we are. Perhaps it's health that's dragging us down this time of year. Our bodies are fighting back against us, it seems, or maybe it's finances. We are struggling to pay the bills and now the added expenses of the holidays seem more than we can handle. Perhaps we're lonely. Even in a stranger even a stranger in our own homes. Our lives may feel anything but peaceful. 
Some may feel they don't even deserve to exist. God is building a highway to you. Listen to that. God is pulling a building a highway to you. Just like Judah was away in captivity, so we may feel that we are tucked away in captivity, but God is building a highway to you. God is pushing over the mountains that are in the way, raising up the valleys just to get to you. The highway is coming right to your door. Today, will you open your life to the Prince of Peace? God has built a highway to, to your very door, but the one thing that God asks is that we open the door. God is also calling us into the excavation business. God uses folks like us, churches like ours, to get rid of those mountains and to raise up those valleys and to bring peace. Shalom. It's our calling as God's people to, to get out there and remove the obstacles that separate God from others. Now, many of us live with an illusion of peace. It's written into our laws and ordinances. I mean, I, I walk through our neighborhood and it seems peaceful. The neighborhood where I live, it's, it's peaceful. There are nice homes on every street. There are nice cars in every driveway. There's sports equipment out in yards signifying that it's safe for kids to play there and even safe for them to leave their equipment there without fear of its being stolen. I don't remember the last time that the police were called to our neighborhood. We live in peace. Yes, it's a time of peace. But it's an illusion. Our peace is an illusion that's created by zoning ordinances. Recently, we drove through a part of rural Alabama where I used to serve. It struck me as I drove through those areas that do not have zoning ordinances. I saw mansions next to shacks. That's not shalom. Now, I'm not saying the neighbors hated one another or they were at war with one another, but how can some feast on plenty while others go hungry? How can some live in enormous homes with all the, all the material possessions they desire while the people next door to them or across the street struggle just to meet their daily needs? We like to blame it on the poor. It's their fault. They need to work harder. They should have studied more. They should use their money better. We like to blame it on them, but God consistently puts the responsibility on those of us who have. Consistently throughout Scripture, the responsibility to care for others is laid at the feet of those who have been truly blessed. You see, we're a part of that heavenly committee waiting to hear what God will say. God is about to speak. And we are there listening as well. Quite frankly, sometimes we hope, like perhaps Michael hoped, that God is pronouncing judgment. Lord, send us to attack. Let us go tell everyone else why they're wrong. But listen carefully to the word of the Lord to Forest Lake United Methodist Church. Comfort. Oh, comfort my people. Speak tenderly. Offer peace. Offer love. Amen.